Hello and welcome back to Two Princesses in a Muggle World. My name is Jenny and I am joined this time only by my good friend. Casey, back at it again while Amber is away. But don't yeah, worry, so- y'all be back next week. Exactly. We have not kicked Amber off. We still love her very much. Amber has just decided to go to Disneyland without us this week. So we decided to push forward. For some reason, she didn't want to do a live show on Disney, which would have been like, I think, pretty awesome. But whatever, I guess she needed, you know, her time. That's cool. Yeah, you know, maybe someday we'll do that. That would be really cool. But as for now, we'll stick to what we know best. (laughs) okay so since amber's not here i get to push all of our social media um so please remember to follow us on facebook and instagram um it is two princesses in a muggle world on facebook it's the number two and muggle world is one word um and then it is two princesses in a muggle world also on instagram but there is an underscore under the number two under uh i mean after uh in uh no after in after uh and uh, yeah and then muggle world which is all one word sorry amber's got that down and i don't so i have to remember it this is why we write things down first miss improv i i am very good at the improv we'll see we'll see how well this show does today okay All right, so speaking of today's show, we're focusing solely on Disney this week, and we decided to go for the best part of Disney, which is our villains, of course. So Jenny and I have picked five of our, not necessarily favorites, but five of our top villains, and we're going to rank them today. So we've got a couple categories. We're going to be talking about First of all, how evil are they? Are they like super bad or just more on the misunderstood line? Um, How likable are they? Because there's always those villains that you really can't help but to love. Uh, Do they redeem themselves at the end of their story? Are they sympathetic? Do they've got a real sad origin story and you kind of understand why they're evil? And how stylish are they? Because we know, of course, our villains have to look good while they're doing their evil deeds. And then for bonus, we're going to talk about their best lines and their best songs. Exactly. So this is going to be a lot of fun. It's preparing you guys all for Halloween. I know Halloween is coming up. We're getting ready for spoopy season. I'm so excited. So Jenny, take it away. What's our first villain we're going going to look at here? Okay, guys. My first villain is like my number one favorite villain in um, Disney history. And that is Hades like okay my nephew um he likes villains more than actual characters um which maybe there's something wrong with that kid I don't know but I remember having this conversation with him a while back where he told me his favorite Disney villain was Tamatoa from Moana and I told him that mine was Hades and then he was like why and I'm like well why not (laughs) because Hades is just Hades he's like sassy and hilarious and he's got a lot of great lines um 
So anyways, quick, for those of us who maybe aren't familiar, it's been a while. Just give us a breakdown. Where is Hades from? Kind of give us a little bit about that movie background, just so it's fresh in our minds. Okay, so Hades um, is from Hercules. And um, kind of as we talked about a little bit last week, the Disney version of Hercules does not exactly follow the Greek mythology version of the story of Hercules. Um, However, Hades is the brother of Zeus and he, he, uh, he runs the underworld. Um, Yes. That's going to be amused. It's just not working for me. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, Hades runs the underworld. And so, um, at the beginning of Hercules, he's just really mad at his brother Zeus because, um, well, Zeus runs like the upper world and Hades runs the underworld. And so, you know, they just have sibling rivalry going on. And so Hades decides that he is going to have Hercules, Zeus's son, killed. And um, he has his two henchmen who are also probably my favorite henchmen. Um, from Disney, Pain and Panic kidnap Hercules, and they're about to kill him, but then they don't kill him, and then they just don't tell Hades because what he doesn't know can't hurt them. So um, later on, Hades obviously finds out, and he starts throwing like all these creatures at Hercules, trying to kill Hercules, but because Hercules was still part god, um, he was able to fight off all the creatures. So finally, Hades found his Achilles heel, as it were, um, speaking of Greek mythology, and it was Meg, Megara, um, and so he uses her against Hercules, and because Hercules pretty much, like, um, sacrifices himself, he ends up becoming a full god, and... Yeah, that's kind of the story of Hercules and the story of Hades. Thank you. That's mostly for me. I'm sure there's a couple of listeners that need a refresher, but it's mostly for me. I don't, I'm not going to Google over here. So thank you for that. Uh, so let's start ranking them. So how, how evil do you rank Hades on a scale of one being, I more misunderstood, not very evil, to five being so evil, just beyond evil? level off the chart evil where, where's Hades at see I don't really like see Hades as evil which is really weird because um you know he's the lord of the underworld but I almost see him as just being like super selfish um and just like thinking about himself like even when he brings out the titans and everything it's just He's really just thinking about himself. He doesn't think about anybody else. So I would probably give him like a three or a four in the evil level because even though he's like not evil, he's still not a good person. We'll, we'll pick one. Or do you want three and a half? Do you want to do half of you? Give, a, give us a solid. I'm going to go with a three just because I'm looking at the other people I'm going to be talking about tonight. And some of them are worse. All right. We'll give him, he's a good middle ground. All right. So it sounds like you're going to rank him pretty high on the likable scale though. Yeah. Hades, he's just as hilarious. Um, 
I've seen so many memes about like him and his sass and how like Haiti is that sassy like gay best friend that you have to you want to have um and that's just so Hades um and he's just funny and like you kind of feel for him too because it's like especially if you've ever been a sibling you're like yeah you know sometimes when your siblings have something you don't have it sucks so yeah I think he's very likable so scale of one to five five being like most likable and one being absolutely hate the test what what are you going to give him uh, I think he would be a See, again, I'm looking at the other names I'm talking about tonight. Don't um, look at other names. Don't or just just has Haiti. Four, like, four, 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 four. four. All right, four. Four, got a four. What about redemption? Does he redeem himself at the end? So like five would be redeem. like, five would be like, yeah, he definitely, definitely redeems himself. He's a good guy. One is like, no, he did absolutely nothing. He went down a villain type of thing. I was almost going to say zero, but I guess if we're not going that far, then like one. All right, one. And then you mentioned sympathetic. So I feel like you're kind of rank him kind of high on sympatheticness as well. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's still middle ground, you know, so I'm seeing more of like a three. Okay, three. All right, sense of style. How well does he rock that toga? I'm not more going for the toga, but, like, his fiery hair, like, that's awesome. Um, So that's what I want to give him credit for. So definitely a five. Mm -hmm. All right. And then my favorite line from Hades, and if you remember any of his lines, you can also tell me your favorite line from Hades. But my favorite line from Hades is when Meg is going off about Hercules and she's like, he's kind and he's caring. And and Hades is like, he's a guy. <laughs> and <Literally>. yes. <laughs> I would, I would agree with that. I think that's probably one of my top lines from him too, just because I don't know. I feel that he's a guy. I feel that. Yes, I agree. Yes. And I'm sorry if me shouting that, you know, rip headphone users. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about uh, best song? Best song. Uh, does Hades have a song? I don't know. I mean, he does guess- in the Disney Channel original movie Descendants, which is a really good song, but that's not what we're talking about. I mean, we're not really focusing on a movie. It's just the character, and I know some of mine are found in multiple different things. So, like, if you want to go from Descendants, I, I think we can. I mean, it's our rules. We can do that if you want. Yeah. So character. yeah, his song, his song from Descendants. Um, maybe someday, me and Amber, because I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it, Casey. We'll have to talk about Descendants. I feel like Amber would have seen it. Anyways. Um, I feel like I was called out, but you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he has like a song with his daughter, Mal. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's even called. I'm having a brain fart. Um, we'll just call it the song from descendants because honestly when yeah. i was when i was looking up songs like a lot of them don't have names they're literally just called character song so we'll just call it that 
Um, now, I wasn't ranking, I wasn't giving a ranking to the best lines. I feel like they're just going to be automatic fives because they're the best. But I did put rankings on the song just for, for a couple of reasons. I'll explain when I get to that character. But if you had to rate the song from one being like, uh, you put no effort into singing it to five being like fantastic performance, dedicated costumes, all that, what would you rank it? It's definitely a five. It's just wow. really good. It's his only song. I mean, Descendants is, of course, a Disney Channel original movie musical because that's all Disney Channel, it feels like, does sometimes. But Well, just because it's his only song doesn't mean it's great. Again, one of my characters, I'm going to talk about it. They only have one song, and I ranked it kind of low because I'll, I'll explain. But just because it's his only one don't mean it good. But right, no, back. it's good. I like, I like it. It's one of my favorite songs off of the soundtrack, so... All right, so we got ranking for Hades. So I am tallying up as we're talking, and then at the end, we'll kind of do our top 10 list from what we think best to worst based on this. Uh, but w- before we get there, I want to talk about my character. And this one, I was kind of torn about it because when this movie originally came out, it wasn't really overtly Disney now they claim it but uh, my first one comes from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas which was always released by Disney but it wasn't Disney's Nightmare Before Christmas Um, and I picked the character of Oogie Boogie Um, for those unfamiliar he's kind of the villain in it he's this potato sack filled with bugs that kind of tries to ruin Christmas he's kind of like kind of the Grinch kind of Um, But tries to ruin Christmas, kind of tries to take over, and he's honestly, for a villain, not super evil, Um, but I think it's more because we don't see a whole lot of him. He's actually pretty in the background for a villain, so I only ranked him on a three. You kind of, I mean, he tried to steal Christmas, which is bad, but not like the worst thing, Um, but I do really like him. So I gave him a four for likability. I don't know. He's just got, uh, he's got a lot of songs in the movie, which all of them I think are great. He's just got that voice. Um, but he does not redeem himself. Uh, he is, well, his ending is a little ambiguous. But he I was going to say, doesn't he die? <laughs> well, I mean, it's ambiguous, maybe. So what happens is, since he's, he's literally a stack of bugs, and they unravel his bag and all the bugs like scatter some of them definitely get smushed but some of them maybe escape so maybe maybe he's dead maybe not but he definitely doesn't redeem himself he goes down the villain uh and because of that not very sympathetic so i gave him a one in that category too i mean he tried to get rid of christmas well not like get rid he tried to take over which is just yeah i mean then again, like Jack Skellington was doing that the whole time, and yet he's the good guy. So, I think his intention. Yeah, true. Boogie, true. It was Oogie Boogie was more like I wanted to be about me, where Jack was just looking for like new adventure and hey, let's do this. It's different. So I think intention goes to play there, but still, Oogie Boogie not very sympathetic, and sense of style. It it's a potato sack of bugs. So I, I gave it a two. I gave him a point in there because he does glow in the dark, which is cool. But yeah, not very stylish. Okay, can I can I take a moment on Oogie Boogie? 
Yeah, go ahead. Get to go his for favorite it. line. Yes, okay, I'm... so this have is a shocker. Seen... Have you seen it? <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, so this is going to be a shocker for a lot of our listeners, as well as um, my friends and family who are also listeners. But the first time I watched Nightmare Before Christmas was actually last year. I went up to see my brother and his family, and um, my nephews were watching it. And um, I guess, like, my sister-in-law or my brother had told them that I'd never seen it. And so my nephews were pretty much like, you want to you watch it with us? You want to watch it with us? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I've never seen it. Sure. And so, like, I sat down, and I'm watching it, and maybe it's because, um, you know, I'm in my late 20s, and I didn't watch it growing up, but I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and that sounds really, like, almost dumb, but, like, I knew that Oogie Boogie was the bad guy, because, like, um, Disneyland, even for Halloween, they do the Oogie Boogie bash instead of, like, I think in Disney mm-hmm. World, it's the Boo to You bash, but in um, Disneyland, it's the Oogie Boogie bash, and I kind of, like, got who he was but it was so confusing to me that he was like barely even in it mm-hmm. because I was just like expecting him to be like the main bad guy that you like see in all the other Disney movies where they're there like the whole time and you know who the bad guy is and they just mention him they're like oh yeah you know we work we work for Oogie Boogie and Jack Skellington's like you better not be going to tell Oogie Boogie and we're like well, who the heck is Oogie Boogie and then like you meet him and you're like oh it's this jerk. And then he's just okay. gone. <laughs> and then he's just gone. And so, like, I felt like there was just not that much climax in his story mm-hmm. at all. Um, yeah. And I, I think I need to watch the movie in general again because I did not know what to think when I was done watching that movie. So. All right. I actually am shocked that you watched it. I'm glad that you did because for those, you know, that don't know, I don't know if you've talked about this. Jenny's not a horror movie person, not a scary movie person, you know, so she was always so resistant. She never wanted to watch it um, growing up. So I'm glad that you did watch it. And I totally get what you mean about like not getting it. Um, I do think that this is a movie you kind of have to watch from a young age to really enjoy it. Um, Because I had the same experience. I'll kind of go off on a mini tangent, but I'll come back. Um, I kind of had the same experience with Lion King because... I didn't watch that as a child, and I don't know, it seemed like our generation really loves The Lion King, like, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong there, but I feel like that's, like, one of our our pivotal movies growing up. Like, and I watched- you are a millennial if you cry during the yeah. Mufasa's death scene, I'm just saying. So, the first time I watched it was, like, senior year of high school, and I was just like, I don't, I, I don't get it, it's it's not, I don't get it. So I definitely understand what you mean by that. I think it's a lot of Disney movies you have to like experience from a young age and grow up with it. Um, Cause I'll tell you, Oogie Boogie was kind of scary as a child, <laughs> even though he's not there most of the time and he's not really that bad. He's pretty mellow, but yeah, I, I, I get it. But I'm glad you finally saw it. <laughs> so that yeah, it's actually, it's actually funny. Real fast, it's actually funny because when you and I were in college together, um, I still remember this. Like, I was working that night, and I came home from my lunch break, and my it was Halloween night, 
And my family was watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I was, like watched the first little bit, but then I had to go back to work. And when I got off work, we were having a party um, at the twins' apartment. And mm-hmm. you guys were watching the end of The Nightmare Before Christmas. So, like, I had seen the beginning and I had seen the end, but I had missed, like, all the in-between. And I was like... And that's, like, the last time I... Like, I always try. Every year around Halloween, Christmas time, someday I'm sure we'll get into a discussion of whether it's a Christmas or a Halloween movie. But I would always be like... Does anybody want to watch this with me? I really need to see it. I'm a big Disney freak. We need to watch this. And like everybody would always be like, oh, I'm busy. Or they would watch it like without me. And then when I'm like, oh, I wanted to watch that. They're like, I thought you've seen it. I'm like, no. Well, now you have a TV. It's on Disney Plus. I know you have a Disney Plus subscription. So you've got like no excuses. You've got a cute (laughs) little fuzzy roommate. You can pop up on the couch with you and watch it. Halloween and Christmas is coming up. Pick one and watch. <laughs> okay, so now that we've got our backstories of um, A Nightmare Before Christmas, what is Oogie Boogie's best line? So he's got so many of them. I feel like even though he's not in it a lot, the moments he is, his lines are just awesome. Um, so the one I pick, though, is um, so one of the big parts is, you know, he's trying to steal Christmas. They kidnap Santa Claus or how they call him Sandy Claus, you know, Claus as in nails. So he kidnaps Santa Claus and comes face to face with him. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> he says, you're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just sit or split a scene now if I don't die die if I don't die laughing first. That was almost a tongue twister at the end. Uh, kind of long, and it's more of song esque. But I don't know. I just love that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like in his. It's kind of in his song. You know, like you're joking. You're joking. I can't yeah. believe my eyes. It's it's not a full on song, but it's definitely sing songy esque. So it's towing the line. Maybe it's not fully the best line but I picked a bit a different song for best song um, which is Oogie Boogie song um I think it's just got um a different depth to it again his voice when his his voices in general has got this depth it's got kind of I don't know if it's necessarily an accent but you know what I mean uh-huh yeah it's kind got of like that, a tone to it yeah yeah a deeper tone um, but I just, I love the Oogie song. It's, I feel like, probably the best song um, in the movie, or at least maybe tied with the opening one. So I gave it a five. Oogie Boogie song, I love it, because we really get to see a lot of his personality. He dances around, and I, I love it. Also, fun facts, still speaking about um, Nightmare Before Christmas, before we move on to my next character, um, my next villain, I should say, is... Disneyland, they changed the haunted mansion there around um, Halloween time all the way through Christmas to a nightmare before Christmas layover. And it's actually really cool. I almost like it more than the like normal haunted mansion because, like, or Disney World is that Disneyland? They don't do it at Disney World. I feel like I need to head down there. Yeah, and, like, it starts at the beginning of September, so it's already, like, up like that and stuff. So, at least I think it is. We'll have to see if Amber can get some pictures of the subs. I would love that. I want to, you know, 
this is probably a sin for me to admit this, but being on a Disney podcast, I have not been to Disneyland in 10 years next year. It was our uh, you just hurt senior, me. senior graduation trip. That's, that was my first real trip to Disneyland, you know, as an older person who could remember it. So I feel like. And you were stuck with me the whole day. Yeah, I was stuck with Jenny the whole day. So like, could have been better. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> no, but I need I need to go. I want to go see Oogie Boogie in person. All right. Next villain, who do you have up for us next? Okay, I've got Scar, which is funny because you were just talking about the Lion King. See, I set it up perfectly for you. I'm, this is what yes. happens when you plan ahead. I'm yes. <laughs> so Scar, um, just, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows him, but just kind of as a recap, it's another one of those brothers hating brothers thing. Um. I just like looked over the rest of my list to make sure that these were the only two that I have that are like that. But um, so Scar was um, the second son. So he was not the leader of the pride. And um, he resented his brother for that. And he ends up talking his nephew, tricking his nephew. Yeah, that's probably the better word tricking his nephew into like waiting in a certain spot. And then he like tells his brother that his nephew is down there. Also known as his brother's son is down there and he's going to get trampled. And um, so his brother Mufasa goes to save Simba, his nephew. And um, I feel like I'm making this a whole lot more complicated than it needs to be. But sorry, Simba, but Simba survives, Mufasa dies, Simba runs away, Scar takes over the Pride Lands, Scar, Simba comes back and ends up accidentally killing Scar. So. Yeah, accidentally. So I'm like, I'll just cut that short. Um, Before so, we get to rankings, can I just say my favorite thing about Scar? Sure. So this is just random. Um, but Scar is his nickname. And his real name is, I don't know if it's, is it pronounced Taka? Yeah, I think so. So his real name is Taka, which means dirt or garbage. And I just, well, maybe this does help into maybe some rankings. Like, who names their kid dirt or garbage? No wonder he, no wonder he did that. Come on. All right. Anyway, jumping back into rankings. Yes. So, um. Quite honestly, I think Scar is one of the most evil persons that I have. And he's a lion um, on my list. So I would definitely put him at a five because, I mean, he like manipulated a small kid. I mean, yes, he was a cub, but still he manipulated him and also mm-hmm. made him feel like he was the reason that his dad died. It was really bad. Um likable wise he's only really likable because of his song which we'll get to later so um i'd give him more of like a two although i do like his minions the hyenas are hilarious um he does not get redeemed at all really he dies and um like simba was gonna let him live and then he tried to kill Simba again and ended up pretty much 
I mean, like, Simba just reacted. And anyways, I feel like he kind of killed himself. But that's not true. But anyways, so, like, one. Um, yeah, so I would give him a one for right. a level of redemption. And then how sympathetic. Quite honestly, I don't feel any sympathy for Scar um, at all. So that we know his name is Garbage. There's no sympathy for Garbage. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe two, maybe a two there. We can give him, a, we can give him half a point, one point five. That's yeah, <laughs> one point five. Uh, and then he's a lion, so he really doesn't have any sense of style. I mean, he's got that dark colored mane. Do we think that's natural or do you think like he dyes it like he tries to go for that? I think it's natural because like if you watch Lion King 2, Simba's pride, his son has the same coloring. So I think it's natural. Okay. So it was a one. Yeah. Also kind of random. But I was just thinking about this as we were talking, as I was talking about like Lion King 2 and the coloring. Do you think that Scar maybe wasn't, like, actually Mufasa's brother? Like, maybe his mom had an affair or something? Because <laughs> they're different coloring. I mean, maybe. But also at the same time, I feel like... I'm trying to think how to wear this. Like, generations, like, can skip on coloring... Like, if that makes sense, because, like, um, you know, my my dad had really kind of red hair, reddish hair, because he's Irish, and, you know, me and my sister got, you know, the dark brown hair, and I, I feel like just because maybe they don't match parents, maybe, like, grandparents or great-grandparents, maybe they had the dark coloring, but it's also very possible, because, I mean, maybe that's why I mean garbage. It's true. I don't know. Just a random question. Also, if you were not in love with his son, even though his son was a lion as a kid, you're, you were wrong. So, um, I still haven't seen Lion King 2. Oh, see, so you were wrong. <laughs> um, Again, I didn't get Lion King. I was like, eh. So, like, the other ones didn't. I think one of my favorite Lion Kings is actually lion king one and a half it's like timon and pumbaa are telling the story of number one and then it's just like it's catchy <laughs> it's great so lion king one and a half people um so probably my favorite um scar line is i'm surrounded by idiots because i feel that <laughs> on a personal level some days i agree yeah you know the older I get, the more I relate to the villains. And that's going to become very apparent in, in mine. My, my best lines to them. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. I agree. Yes. And then I believe Scar only has one song. But it's also like one of the best songs in the movie. And the fact that the remake, the live action... I just put air quotes around live action because if you can call it that. Um, Is it not live? The, well, it's all CGI. Like, they're not real oh. animals. Gotcha. Okay. 
But yeah, the live action just made a big, huge mistake by cutting out the song, which is Be Prepared. Because Be Prepared is just it's monumental, guys. Like That's probably one of my favorite villain songs. So I would definitely give Be Prepared a five. Mm-hmm. Another five. And I think that's this is a little little tangent. But another reason why I'm we're also gonna kind of explain where these characters is because a lot of um the these villains have been either adapted with movies, like there's multiple versions. So that's also another reason to kind of help narrow it down a little bit. Cause we have yes. you know original cartoons, spin offs TV shows, remakes, live action, all that stuff, musical plays. So it gets super convoluted real easily. Yes, it does. Okay, right. Casey, who is your second person? And is it a person? Because mine was just a lion. So. so this one is mostly a person. They start off as a person. Um so my next one is Jafar from Aladdin. And I'm going off of the old cartoon one, um, not the live action one, because, shocker, I haven't seen that one. Um, you so should. That means, it's really good. I think you'd like it. I want to. I'm just at that point in life where I have almost no time to do anything. And the time that I do have, I'm like zoned out, can't focus on anything for more than 15 minutes. But it is on my list. I do want to see it because I do think, I do like Will Smith and I feel like he got a, I think a lot of people said he did pretty okay in the role of Genie. So yeah, he did a pretty good job. So I do, it is on my list, but I'm going, I'm basing this off of just the original Aladdin and not the return, not Jafar's return either, just the original cartoon version. So um, <laughs> this is a character that, I don't know. I just don't like him all that much. I mean, it's not like he's a horrible person. He's just, I don't know, nothing special. I feel like he's not very evil. Um, I gave him a two. I mean, yeah, he wants power. He wants to be in control. He wants to be Sultan. But I feel like nothing he did was really evil, evil. So it was just kind of like mildly inconveniencing other people. Um, the only reason I didn't rank him a one is he was trying to force Jasmine into marriage, which like I'm not down with. But that's also why I ranked him low on likability. I gave him a two there as well. Again, like, bro, she don't want you. Move on. Um, also, you're super old, and uh, she's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she can do so much better. Run along now. Um, so I ranked him pretty low there. Uh, redemption there is none he doesn't redeem himself he goes down a villain he becomes a genie trapped in the bottle and again I'm going just off that first movie I don't maybe he redeems himself in Jafar's return probably not but uh, maybe who knows Um, sympathetic no I mean he doesn't have a tragic background story he's just an evil old dude who wants power so I gave him a one for sympathetic uh, I gave him a three for sense of style because he does have those fancy robes. So I will give him that um, kind of middle of the way. He's got those hats, the robes. He's got that that snake cane, which is pretty cool. Um, 
but overall, I feel like Jafar is pretty mediocre, to be honest. Um, when I was researching, um, obviously, we're not the first people to do a, a list like this with villains, and a lot of them rank Jafar pretty high up on the evil scale, and I'm like, I just don't see it. So, I don't know, you have any thoughts on Jafar? I mean, he's a bad dude, and I don't like him at all, <laughs> but... Um... No, I feel like your your points make sense. Um, better villains, you know? Yeah, I do remember, um, kind of as Casey was saying earlier, I don't like horror movies. And growing up, like, people like Jafar and Cruella de Vil and like, villains like that, like Ursula, they, like, all terrified me. So I'm pretty sure I didn't see Aladdin for, like, the longest time because Jafar was just a very creepy dude. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm, I mean, it's a true makes story. Sense, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I kind of like. I like Iago better. Iago is his little like parrot henchman. I feel like maybe he would have been the better villain to pick, but I do love Iago. My quote, my best line from Jafar, um, revolves around Iago. It's when um, they're plotting and Iago comes up with a plan and Jafar says, I love the way your foul little mind works. I don't know why. I just love that line. I can't accept it, but maybe it's because it has to do with Iago and I love Iago. I feel like we should do like a sidekick um, ranking sometime. Yes. Like villains and then also like non-villains because other sidekicks were like princesses and princesses and stuff those should be ranked as well i mean we've already talked about a couple of them we got iago you talked about the hyenas for gar i feel like ooh, that'd be yes we'll we'll tuck that away for later yes um all right best song so this was a tough one and this is what i'm gonna echo back to what i said uh, when you were talking about hades about being the only song so in the first aladdin i had a hard time i think he only has the one song when it's towards the very end. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think he just has one song where he reveals um, that Prince Ali is actually Aladdin. Like, yeah, I, I think, no, I think that's right, yeah. So that's the only one he has, and to me, it's a very half-hearted song. He's not really singing. Um, I mean, he's kind of got a melody, but it's a lot of speaking, too. So I gave him a three. Like, as far as songs go, he didn't put much effort into it. It's the only one, and it's just kind of, I mean, so-and-so. So I gave him a three for that. Didn't rank very high. Yeah, I wouldn't rank that very high either. Like, give me more. Give me costume changes. Maybe, like, do a cool flip. Get into it. Own the song. Give me something like Genie. He owned all his songs. Yes. Meh. So, yeah, Jafar overall is very mediocre. He doesn't rank very high on anything. (laughs) Okay, well, mine's, like, on the total opposite end of the scale. Like, you talk about, like, Disney villains that we hate, and I've seen plenty of memes like this where it's, like, you know, I can't help loving you, and then, like, in the middle, there's a picture of one guy, and it says, not you. And that's (laughs) Hans from Frozen. (laughs) Um... Because for some reason, our generation all just hates Hans. And we should, because he's a jerk. Um, 
I, I brought this up in an earlier podcast and I'll say it again real fast, but I went with Amber the first time she saw Frozen and um, I had already seen it. And so I was sitting there and Amber was totally rooting for Hans because, you know, that's what you do the first time you watch Frozen. You're like, he's such a good guy. I'm going to root for him. And then you find out that he's a backstabbing jerk. And <laughs> he really just wants the throne and he's going to kill everybody to get his way. And you just lose all your faith in humanity. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there's that scene where like Elsa uses like kind of her powers by accident and like kind of like casts Han away and he's like holding onto like her her um ice stairs and mm-hmm. you think he might die and he doesn't die and I still remember I was watching it with Amber and she was like on the edge of her seat because he can't die and I'm sitting there like you know way far back in my seat like super comfortable and I'm just like I'm like saying under my breath die 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 <laughs> So um, that kind of just tells you what I feel about Hans. Um, who hates horror movies was rooting for death. Just I just want to highlight yeah. that. Continue <laughs> how evil is Hans? <laughs> Let, let's continue on how evil Hans is. Um, so yeah, he's <laughs> he's insanely evil. Um, so yeah, I would give him definitely a, a five. Um, and then. He's he's not likable at all, guys. Like yeah, I kind of feel not. like we we know where you're going with this. <laughs> I mean, he was likable at the beginning, but no, and because of that, like he had no redemption. Like in fact, he had the opposite of redemption. <laughs> so so like, are these just ones throughout the rest? <laughs> We're just gonna Hans is my least favorite. Um, no, let's. I I will okay sympathetic though like you can kind of be sympathetic for Hans because he did kind of have a bad family life he was the youngest of 12 brothers I believe and some of them pretended for several years that he didn't even exist and so he just wanted his own kingdom so that like he could pretty much prove those brothers wrong so I'd give him maybe a two one um, sympathetic wise. All right. It, it okay. really pains me to give him a two, but but that's what it is. Um, All right. I can see where you're coming from. And then sense of style. I mean, I'm more of a Kristoff person myself. <laughs> Uh, but he does have a good sense of style, so I'd probably give him like a three. That's fair. I mean, after all, you know, he is vying for the crown, so he does have to kind of look the part, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, trying to think what my favorite line from him is. Like, I have a favorite line from Frozen, and it's when Anna punches him in the face. She's like. The only one here with a frozen heart is you. And then she punches him in the face, which would also be a really good breakup line, people. <laughs> Write that down. Um, anyways. Uh, Two princesses in a muggle world does not condone violence. Please don't. <laughs> do not try this at home. Trigger warning. <laughs> do not. We do not endorse that. <laughs> Trying to think. Um, 
What about, um, I can't remember how it goes, but like the most famous line. Like, even though it's an awful line, I think it's oh, yes. one. Um, if only there was somebody who loved you. I mean, it's awful. It's horrible. But you got to admit, it, it's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> That's also a good breakup line. Please don't use that ever. Though. Hey, you know, it's better than... It's better than being punched in the face. Yeah, better than being punched in the face. <laughs> I mean, then again, he was going to leave her to die of a frozen heart. Um, yeah. And then um, I would think that... It, I mean, really, the only song that he is a part of is Love is an Open Door, which I do like that song. I just don't like the fact that he's in it. Also, I think that we are robbed by the fact that Kristoff doesn't even get, like, his own, like, duet with Anna, like, ever, really. Like, he gets his own songs, but Kristoff doesn't get a duet with Anna. But then Hans gets a duet with Anna. Problems. Um, anyways, so because Hans is in it, I would probably give that song a three because I do like Anna and I do like the song. I just don't like Hans. But does he commit to it? That's what we're ranking. Like, how how much did he commit to the song? I mean, he had us all fooled, so I guess he really did commit to it. So okay, fine. I'll give I'll give him a four. Okay. I just want to, before we move on, I want to say, like, yeah, I think everyone's in agreement. Hans sucks. I feel like the reason so many people hate him is because how realistic he is. Like, I feel like every person has at least run into a guy like Hans who's out for himself, very manipulative, you know, use you to get where he wants in life. I feel like we all know someone similar to Hans, and that's why we hate him so much. I could see it. Yep. All right. Okay. Who's your third villain? Okay. I have the classic Cruella DeVille. And this is this is one where we have quite a few different branches of um movies. So yeah, have I, you seen Cruella? Not yet, no. I want to. I've heard good things about it. I love Emma Stone, so I'm kind of excited for it. Um, but I've not sat down and watched it yet. So I'm not going to be basing anything off of that. Um, I'm really mainly pulling from the live action 101, 102 Dalmatians movies. Um, not the old cartoon version either. Just mainly those live action ones. Those are the ones I'm most familiar with. See, those, those live-action ones were the ones that made me terrified of Cruella DeVille. In fact, Cruella DeVille made it so that I did not want to go see movies for a long time because she was really creepy. <laughs> I can get that. Um, in fact, that's one a reason that I ranked how evil she was as a five. Because she, she's out there and she's going after little puppies. It doesn't get more evil than going after little puppies. So she's like five. I'd give her higher if I could, but she's got five for evil. Um, likableness, again, she's going after puppies. So she's getting ranked low on the likability. I, I did give her a two because she does have some great lines. She is really committed to her dreams. But again, the, the puppies, man, puppies. <laughs> Casey really loves puppies. She has several of her own, just to throw that in there. <laughs> 
I do. I have two big puppers. One's right next to me. So if you hear breathing at all, it's because he's insisting on nightly pets right now. But yeah, there's no redemption from trying to make a coat out of puppy dogs. So level of redemption is a one. She doesn't redeem herself. Um, We kind of have a false redemption in the second one, 102 Dalmatians. You know, she comes out of, I don't know if they, I don't know what kind of hospital it was, but she kind of comes out as Ella, the sweet, oh, puppies are great type of thing. And then within like 20 minutes, she's back to Cruella going on this rampage for a puppy coat. So no redemption for her. No sympathy for her either. Again, she's going after dogs. (laughs) That is the biggest sin for me. So one for sympathy. I I do have to give it to her for style, though. I mean, she is a designer. She does look dressed to the nines at all times, you know, even in that hospital scene um, in court and stuff. So I gave her a five. She does have a good sense of style, aside from, you know, the fur thing. Can we talk about for a minute that her henchmen are played by Arthur Weasley and Dr. House from House? Yes, that's that's one of the best parts. And it's awesome. Honestly, uh, even though you know they're they're bad guys, there's not really a big distinction, I I think, in my opinion, between um, the character of Arthur Weasley and I can't remember his name in the movie, but I feel like they could maybe be the same. Like Arthur's taking a sabbatical from the Wizarding World, (laughs) and (laughs) And he doesn't know any better. You know, he didn't realize, oh, okay, I need to have some muggle money. How do I do that? Oh, you want some puppies? I guess I can. <laughs> Going down the dark side a little bit. But... So sad. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? They're both kind of bumbling characters, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that is one of the best parts. Um, so, for best line, so for those that aren't aware, Cuella is very dramatic very dramatic um so the quote I pulled is where she's having one of her little diva moments and she's screaming I won't scream for the headphone users but she's screaming you're fired you're finished you'll never work on fashion again I'm through with all of you I'll get even just wait you'll be sorry you fools you idiots so a little drama queen moment there I feel like that could also be a song it could could be I could hear it to the Oogie Boogie song. You're fired. You're finished. You'll never work in fashion again. I was having a hard time not saying it in that rhyme. rhyme <laughs> but yeah, that's her little diva moment. She's, I can't, I think she's saying it to Anita. I think one of the dog owners, I think that's who she's saying it to, if I'm remembering correctly. But little drama moment. Best song. This was a tough one because... Um, the live action, they're not really musical. Uh, so I did kind of pull just the original Cruella DeVille song. It does play at one point, probably during the credits. Um, but that's a classic. I did rank it a four because it is kind of good. It's catchy. It really lays out who Cruella is. So, but that was Cruella a Cruella DeVille. Yep. Cruella DeVille. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's a good song. All right. Who we got up next? 
I've also been on this underrated Disney movies kick recently. And so that's where I pulled my next villain from. It's the Bowler Hat Guy. Once again, rip to the headphone user. Sorry. I'm probably going to have to explain this one because I'm like, who? What? Also known as Michael Gubian um, or Goob from Meet the Robinsons. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, quickly, the story of Meet the Robinsons goes that there's this guy. His name is, words are hard. Um, what's his name? Okay, so his name is Lewis, and um, he is an orphan, and he is also an inventor. And so he kind of just goes from, like, invention to invention. And he's always hoping that one day he is... Um, going to impress a family and they're going to want to adopt him because of his inventions um kind of like bowler hat guy isn't really in this so i'm going to just like kind of go forward lewis gets brought to the future and he meets the robinsons and they're really cool and the um their dad is really cool and wilbur i actually believe is um the kid who takes him to the future and um anyways so, yeah, they have all a good time. But meanwhile, there's this guy with a bowler hat who stole the other time machine. And that's why Wil- Wilbur had to get Lewis because um, he wants Lewis to. He let, I think, like, Lewis let the bowler hat guy get away with the time machine or something like that. So now he's like, this is all your fault. So you're going to make a new time machine. And you find out that the bowler hat guy. um is really working against like Lewis and against like the Robinson family. And then you find out that it's because Lewis is actually the kid version of like Mr. Robinson and um, his roommate, whose name was Michael Gubian, also known as Goob. um, It was Lewis's fault that like one day, um, Michael didn't catch like a ball in baseball and he lost and then he kind of went crazy because he lost and then he decided to go out against um, Mr. Robinson and everything because he became famous but Goob did not and um, then you find out that it's really his hat that's evil and not Goob so that's crazy plot twist yeah that just throw me when I saw it to be honest yeah, it was the hat that was evil because the hat was supposed to be like a helping hat, but then it just turned evil. And anyways, so that's who um, the bowler hat guy is. Honestly, I don't think he's evil at all. Um, I would give him maybe a two. I mean, you can give maybe. him a one if he's, if he's more like just misunderstood. I mean, that. No, no. I mean, he does some bad stuff. Yeah, I'd give, I'd give him a two. A two? Yeah. Um, and then... I'm trying to decide how likable he is. Like, obviously, he's not a bad guy, but I don't really like him that much because he's just really weird. Um, so I would probably also give him another two in likability. All right, fair, fair. Um, 
he does have redemption when we find out that the hat is the one that's actually like the bad guy and has like alternative motives. So he does get redempted. Redempted. Yes, that's the word. Redeemed. (laughs) And also like when Lewis goes back to the past, um, he ends up waking up Goob from like during the game. So they end up actually winning the baseball game which really helps. So yeah, he does have very good redemption. So I'm going to give him a five in redemption. Um, and then, I mean, it's kind of like a childhood, like grudge. And honestly, like I'm not sympathetic for him at all. Like he should have just let it go so many times. I'm kind of sympathetic because, you know, he was like a young kid. And wasn't he also an orphan? Yeah. Yeah, no one, and no one wanted to adopt him. So I feel like he's got some sympathy. Okay, but maybe, maybe, maybe a two. Maybe a two? Right. Two. A two. <laughs> also, he has, like, no sense of style. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't no, he wear, that's... like, the same thing as he wore as a child? Yeah, like, he wears, like, a cloak over it, and then, of course, like, the bowler hat, but besides that, like, no style at all, so, like, that's a one for sure. Yeah, okay, I I can agree to that. Um, So, one of my favorite quotes in the movie is actually about him, and then he does end up, like, at the very end, he says something that I I do love as well but it's when like he's walking through the school and um people are like hey goob you want to come over and do homework hey goob cool binder and then he says they all hated me oh yeah that's a good moment yeah it's really funny i feel like it's really relatable too yeah like you can definitely like feel you know being like in elementary school or whatever and like just like feeling that rejection i mean also not in elementary school, just in life. Yeah. Feeling that rejection. Um, Meet the Robinsons is not a musical movie, which is a shocker coming from Disney. So quite honestly, there was no song for the bowler hat guy. All right, automatic one. Sorry, yeah. Goob. Sorry, Goob. They all hated me. And it continues to happen for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so my next one, I think this is going to be um, similar to Hans, where majority of people really dislike him. Um, but my next villain is Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so, again, this is another um, one where... There's a bunch of different kinds of movies. There's sequels, there's live action, there's cartoons, there's musicals. Um, so I'm really just focusing in on the old cartoon version. Um, that's where I'm really pulling stuff from. Uh, I'm going to just preface. I I detest Gaston a lot. <laughs> yep. I'm like, um, I'll try not to tear him apart, but I think we're going to do that anyway. We'll, we'll try to be kind maybe <laughs> i mean he put his dirty muddy feet on a book that's like a sin yeah exactly and 
Um, as much as I dislike him, I don't think he's really evil. I, I think he's... Just full of himself. Yeah, he's just full of himself and annoying, but he's not truly evil. So I gave him a two. Um, he's, an, he's a mild inconvenience. He's like Jafar, you know, just inconveniences people, but he's not like evil, evil. Um, big shock. I gave him one for likability because, nope, do not like. Um, he does not redeem himself. In fact, he goes down. I don't know if it's official dead in the movie or if they leave that ambiguous. I don't remember if it's confirmed. I, no, I don't no get... he, he does die. He falls. Oh. And... Well, I know he For falls. some reason, when I was saying that, I was thinking of Tarzan and Clayton and how he dies because that was also a really bad death. Like, I know he falls off the balcony, but I wasn't sure if it was like, oh, he just, like, really injured himself, or if it's like, nah, he did. I couldn't remember which, because, again, there's so many different versions of it and how they handled it, but he doesn't redeem himself. He goes down the villain trying to kill the beast, so one, um, not sympathetic, one, um, are we sensing a theme here? Um he just—he never tries to change. He doesn't have a tragic background story. Um, it seems like he's always been really privileged and full of himself and egotistic. And I want what I want, and I get what I want, type of thing. So, if you are—if you are a guy like him out there in the world, and you have—if um, you feel for him, please let us know. But we yeah, do not feel for you. <laughs> that's a giant red flag, and you should probably work on yourself. <laughs> If you say I, Gaston wasn't that bad, he was just mis- misunderstood, please get help. Work on yourself. Fences <laughs> um, <laughs> style, nothing special. I mean, it's like literally work clothes. He wears the same red shirt and trousers. It's what he goes hunting in. It's what he, there's just nothing special about it. Like, it's basic. Like, for someone who's so egotistical and thinks he is creme de la creme, you'd think he'd have a better sense of style. But no, he's just, no. It's a one for me. Yep, I agree. All right. Best line. He does have some good lines, despite being just an awful character. He's got some good lines. And this is towards the beginning where Belle's going through the square. Um... She just went from the, the bookstore, got a, not a new book. It's one of her favorites that she's going to reread again. But she's got a book. She's reading it as she's walking. And, you know, he grabs it. He's trying to, you know, put on the charm, try to woo her a little bit. And he says, how can you read this? There's no pictures. And I feel like that just really shows. Who some gets. people use their imagination. Yep. Some people use imagination. How boring. <laughs> um it just really shows the kind of person Gaston is. Very simple, very simple person. There's not much there. You know, lights are on, but not really anyone's home. So, <laughs> There's not a lot of there there. It's, it's just, I think, just pictures of him in, in there, up in there. Um, that's all. <laughs> that's all there's room for. Uh, his song I chose, of course, is where he sings about himself. Um saying how great he is and how wonderful he is and all these things he can do. Uh, egotistical to the core, but I gotta admit, it's, it's a great song. It's a banger. 
So he does get a five for song. So I, I do like Gaston, like the song, not the person. Um, <laughs> but I also like the Gaston reprise. I think it's probably the reprise. It might just be an extended version of the song, though, where like mm-hmm. after Maurice comes in and he's like, she took she- he took her he took her the beast took her and everything and then like he leaves and gaston's like lefou i'm afraid i've been thinking and then lefou's like a dangerous pastime and gaston's like i know that's another good one i was considering that one as actually best line but i think the the picture one i mean quite honestly gaston doesn't think anyways but he really shouldn't think because uh, yeah. He just pollutes the air with his words. Yeah, nothing good comes from it. Sorry, that's really rude, but it's Gaston's. Again, if you're offended on behalf of Gaston, red flag. Then we're offended for you. Fix, fix yourself. Okay. All right. So, five, number five. Yes, my, my last villain is Mother Gothel. Um,. Which is from Tangled. She is the witch. I don't really know if she's a witch. I don't feel like she has any power like that. Except, you yeah, know, the power that I, the flower gives her. Yeah, I don't think there's really... I, I don't think she's really a witch. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um. Anyways, Mother Gothel, real, cra- real, real quick recap. <laughs> um... Mother Gothel wanted to stay young. She found a magical flower that would help her stay young. The queen of the kingdom grew ill as she was pregnant. They found the magical flower, fed it to the queen. The queen lived. Um, The baby got the power. Mother Gothel kidnapped the baby, raised her as her own, but kept her locked in a tower for 18 years. And pretty much just used her the baby, also known as Rapunzel, so that she could stay young forever. Like, who knows how old this lady is? And pretty much just manipulates Rapunzel over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's it's sad up until the day that she dies, which she turns into dust. So, um, so you know, she was old. probably really old. Um... I'm going to shake this up and I'm going to go from like the song forward because I have her song stuck in my head right now. So, um, so mother Gothel, um, obviously her song is mother knows best, which is kind of funny. Cause that's the song that like I give to my mom, not because my mom's evil. I love my mother, but because most of the time she does know best. Um, but Mother Gothel does give it her all. And so she definitely gets a five on the song. Yes, she committed. She was there for it and is a great song. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines from her, she has a lot of really good lines, not going to lie. Um, but probably my favorite one from her is Rapunzel, look in this mirror. What do you see? And Rapunzel's like, I see myself. She's like, I see a charming young lady. Oh, hey, look, you're here too. Because, <laughs> um, you know, that's how vain she is. Yeah. Um, quite honestly, she doesn't have a lot of sense of style. She's just like in a cloak the whole time, I feel like. She mm-hmm. might like have like a blackish dress or whatever. Um, which, quite honestly, I feel like 
if you're trying to look young forever, you should like own it. Like you should have more sense of style, but you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> um, anyway. So yeah, like her sense of style, I'd probably give her like a two. Yeah, that's fair. Um, sympathetic. No, not at all. No sympathy for mother Gothel. Like she just wanted to be young, which I mean, yes, we all get that, but it does not mean that you manipulate a child. Yeah. So no sympathy. <laughs> One. <laughs> One. Yes. Uh, level of redemption. Again, there is none. Like the very last thing that she is doing after telling Rapunzel that she can never leave is she stabs Eugene and then she's like look what you did Rapunzel it's like no <laughs> so there's no redemption that's also one um, how likable she's not likable <laughs> um, man I really got the really good villains I got Hans and Mother Gothel so uh, yeah like likability is also one because Mother Gothel is just not not good like at all mm -mm. And then how evil, she's very evil. She's like, she's a, she's a five. Like, honestly, she just, like, I saw somewhere on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, where the times that you think Mother Gothel is being nice and caring to Rapunzel, she's actually talking to her hair. Like, every time that she talks to Rapunzel, she's like, touching her hair and then she mm -hmm. calls her like pet which is which is short for petal because of the flower and so like you could argue that she cared about Rapunzel but no she never never cared about Rapunzel yeah the only thing I would maybe fight you on I like her I don't know why I'm not saying she's great but I, I don't know I like her spunk and she does have good spunk. She is she's so, clever. You gotta give her that. Like yeah, she's clever. Got great lines. I, I do kind of like her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's I don't like her. So I'm leaving it at that. But so to finish us all up, Casey, tell us your last villains. Alright, yeah, I, I'm kind of cheating on this one, but not really, and I'll explain. Um, so my last villains are the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus, and it's technically three sisters, three sister witches, but my justification is really, there's one ringleader, so Winifred Sanderson's kind of the ringleader, she bosses the other two around, she makes all the decisions, so I'm like, the other two uh, are more like minions that follow her around all the time. <laughs> That's my justification. So they're from Hocus Pocus. They are witches. Their whole thing is, actually, they're very much like Mother Gothel. They want to stay young. Instead of having um, glowing hair, though, they, they drain the life from children, which not great. Not great. Um, kind of evil. Um, not as evil, though, as Cruella going after puppies. So I gave them a four. Um, yep, that's my, that's my boundary. Um, going after puppies is worse than children, apparently. Um, 
don't know what that says about me, but yeah, I feel Poor like we just that. learned a lot from you in that sentence. Um, despite that, despite their little, their silly little draining of children, killing children, um, I really like them. So I gave them a four for likability too, and listen. <laughs> Listen, um, I just, they're relatable. Not the, not the killing part, but they're just relatable. <laughs> you have Winifred, who's, you know, the strong, headstrong sister, doesn't put up with anyone's crap, you know, things like that. And then you have, um, I'm spacing out on the other one's name, but you have, like, the pretty ditzy sister. And the blonde. Uh, yeah, the blonde. I'm quickly googling to look up. I've literally name. only seen Hocus Pocus once, so I am no help here. And I am proud of you for that. Was that when we were in high school? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I remember. I was gonna say. Had... I think you were there. Yeah, it was just a movie night for a school movie night during Halloween. I I, I feel like I made you go to it. Yeah, I feel like I didn't really want to go in the whole time. I was just like, I don't want to be here because, like, scary movies, not my thing. Well, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so um, Sarah is the pretty blonde one. She kind of lures the boys. And then Mary is, I say this kindly, um, she's ditzy in her own way. Uh, not the brains of the operation, kind of, um, yeah, we'll just say she's not the brains of the operation, <laughs> but I feel like each one of them is relatable in their own way, so I really like them, so I rated them highly for that. Um, they don't redeem themselves, D despite their likability, they do go down as the villains, um, they, their whole thing is they've come back for one night this Halloween and they have to drain the life as many children as they can in order to survive um, before the spell ends. And they go right until the very end trying to do that, try to, you know, basically kill some kids, uh, drain their life force. And maybe they'll have a redemption arc in the next film that they're they're finally making a sequel to that hopefully will be out within the next year I'm super excited about that but they at this point have not redeemed themselves so that is a one um sympathetic so they are really old I'm trying to remember what time period they are from but they're from when like witches were a, a big thing so like probably from Salem yeah, Salem, I think about 1600s, which I can't imagine was easy for for a woman, you know, that was a crazy time, and, you know, they were just living their lives, and I gave them- I like that three. you're trying to justify this. <laughs> I mean, they were just living their, they were trying to live their best life. Again, I don't support how they were doing that, but, I mean, 1600 Salem, for a woman- regardless you're know, a witch it's tough you know everyone's against you they weren't married they were considered old hags it was hard you know they had to do what they had to do so sympathy they got a three middle ground 
We do not condone the stealing of children's life force. I'm just saying. <laughs> we do not condone punching people in the face to break up with them or stealing the life force of children to remain to regain your youth. Um, sense of style, I gave them a five. You know, they've got those classic 1600 dresses, you know, the, the poofy skirts, the gowns, the, uh, the clothes. I don't know. I'm living for it. I love the aesthetic. They've got the fun hair, especially Mary. She's got, I don't know, it kind of looks like um, the peak from the, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Um, I love it. Yes. Bring it back. I'm down for that. Five. Okay. Tell us your favorite quote, <laughs> which I think is pretty much everybody's favorite quote. Just saying. Again, this is where the older I get, the more I relate to villains. So this is at the very beginning where um, they're aging and they're, they need to drain another life force to regain that. And Winifred goes up to the window, opens it up, and she goes, oh, look, another glorious morning. Makes me sick. And I just feel that on a spiritual level every single day that I, when my alarm starts going off at 6 a.m., um, I just, that's, I feel that in my soul. Um, you know, I feel that too. Um, especially like on those days where you're just kind of like having a bad day and like you go outside and it's almost like an audacity that the sun's still shining. You're like, yeah, like how dare you? Yes. Makes me sick. Uh, for best song, I got to give it to their performance of I Put a Spell on You. They're, they've infiltrated this Halloween dance. And as they're singing, as Winifred is singing, she's literally putting a spell on them to control them so they can get away with stealing the children and their life forces. So they commit 100% to this song and dance, and it's great. If you've never seen Hocus Pocus, definitely at least go look up this song on YouTube to see it, because yes, five great, they are committed. It's, it's, a, it's a treat. Okay, I think that is obviously not all of the villains, but all of the ones that we came up with for this podcast. Yes, those are top ten, and should we add up their scores and yes, give our we shall. Final all right. Okay, so after we have, um, now that we have, sorry, my bad. Now that we have calculated, and we yes, we did actually do calculations here, guys. Um, we're going to start at the not best villain, the least best villain, the worst villain, <laughs> the worst villain, the worst in the villains on this podcast uh, that we talked about on this podcast and, um, go up. So yes, we did have 10. However, we're starting at number nine because there is one that shares. And so number nine all by himself is the jerk of all jerks. And no, I'm not talking about Hans, although true. Gaston. No one is shocked. No one fails like Gaston. <laughs> I was okay. trying to think of something clever to continue, but I can't. <laughs> all right, who's our next uh, loser? Okay, so number eight, we have Jafar. So it's not Janir. It's not Joe, wherever you are, it's Jafar. And 
I tried, guys. I'm sorry. That was a horrible joke on my part. <laughs> not, not encouraged or condone the use of horrible jokes. <laughs> okay. And then number seven is Michael Goobian Goob, the bowler hat guy. I feel like the way I just said that, like, you almost expect him to, like, walk in, you know, like, <laughs> I don't you know. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't have any jokes for um, Goob, so we're just going to move on to number six, which is Mother Gothel. Mother may know best. But she's still a bad person. (laughs) And then we have at number five, he's got a scar on his face and he put a scar in our heart. Scar! Good old garbage coming in middle. Okay. All right. Now our top four. So number four Gen doesn't come in first. He is kind of forgotten stepchild. Hans from Frozen. Gen loved to hate him. Not a great guy. But there are worse than him. Uh, number three, we've got Cruella DeVille herself. I'm sure she'll be very happy about that. What is that? A, is that a blue ribbon? I don't know. Whatever uh, third place gets, congrats to you, Cruella bronze she got the bronze, bronze. yeah sure uh, and number two goes to mr oogie boogie even though again we don't see him for most of the movie but i think that kind of redeems him a little bit wait wait, wait. And- i got this one i got this one he's ancient he's ugly he's the <laughs> oogie boogie man <laughs> okay i'm good all right and then first place is a tie so we have first up the Sanderson sisters for one of the best villains. And then we also have, Jenny, want to go ahead and say it since he was yours? Hades, the guy with the blue flame hair. Wait, did my flame go out? So I guess you could say that the Sanderson sisters and Hades are the villains that we love to hate the most. Yes. They both are drastically different, but, you know, I think it fits. I think they probably get along with each other. You know, he's got, the death, he's got the death thing. They do the death thing. I think, it, I think it'd be a, a nice little friendship. I feel like the Sanderson sisters are sassy. Hades is sassy. They would just play off of each other. It'd be great. Yeah, he'll, he'll be the fourth sister. He'll, he'll yes. be in the school. He, okay. So we hope you guys had fun tonight. Um, quite honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, Casey, but I did not expect this podcast to go as long as it did. So if you stuck with us this long, well, thank you very I, much. I mean, in all fairness, it took us a while to count it. So, I mean, there's like 10 minutes of dead air of trying to figure out how to math. We're not math major, majors. <laughs> yes, very true. Okay, but yes, thank you all for joining us. And um, as we did say... Halloween is coming up, so if you guys want us to do anything more about Halloween or different things like that, Harry Potter or Disney, like, or a Harry Potter, Harry Potter can be Halloween. They they have Halloween and Harry Potter. I mean, they're witches <laughs> and wizards. Every day is Halloween in Hogwarts. 
Yes, that, that is true. But yeah, please let us know. Go to our Facebook and our Instagram pages um, and let us know. And also let us know what you thought of this podcast and previous podcasts. I have officially caught up on all of our podcasts on Facebook. So you can just go and find the podcast you want to comment on and like let us know what you thought. Um, and so if that is it, if you don't have anything else to add, Casey... Then, I hate Han. yeah, and I hate Hans. <laughs> and right, we hope that, that you guys, it. and we hope you guys have a magical week. Peace out. All right. Thank-